Welcome, welcome everyone to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner, and in today's episode of the Trail Life, I'm joined by an old friend and a very successful ultra runner. He's got uh, four top 10 finishes at the Western States 100. He's finished in the top 10 of the Hard Rock 100 and the Hurt 100, just to name a few. So to hear his stories, I'm really excited uh, to have him on today. My next guest, Jesse Haynes. Help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. I don't wanna hurt nobody. Well, I don't wanna fight. Well, offer me the peace of mind and let me. Jesse, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, Jeff. It has been way too long it has been a while it has been a while you know i was kind of referencing this before we got going on the on the podcast but so my wife and i were talking about this the other day and when i said oh yeah i've been talking to jesse and he's going to jump on the podcast she looked at me she's like well when's the last time we saw him (laughs) and we had to sit down for a second and think about it last time i saw you we were at our friend's house don't tell me it was at trenton rogers and don't tell me it was at Halloween. It was it was at their house. We were hanging out. And one of the – I don't even remember what year that was because what I remember was uh, – Kira, you were there. It was Des and I and, and Trent Roger. And, and I remember Kira was getting you into the ultra. Oh, okay. Dude, it's been that long. Right? So, so it was when so I first – Yeah, it was when you first started. Yeah. And you, you were like, oh, yeah, Kira's got me running and going on about the ultra races. And you were just – you were kind of getting into that vibe of, oh, my God, what am I getting myself into type of thing. I wonder if I had done one at that point. So that was 2011. That's the year that I started doing ultras. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. I, I knew it was right around 2010, 2011. But, yeah, I don't think – Okay. Was, you were just – you were just starting to do your training, so <laughs> well, <laughs> ten years. Yeah, that that training, wow. the training that I was doing, the first training run that I did with her was actually our. I guess you could call it our first date because it's the first time that I actually had ever seen her uh, in person after I had talked to her for the first time. <laughs> but the first time that we had met met up after the race that I saw her at, and our first training run was a um, twenty six mile run and it's the furthest I had run other than being in a race you know just for fun and we got about three quarters of the way through it and she just she said you're an you're a born ultra runner she was I guess right (laughs) because it was about maybe a month after that that I did my first my first ultra and um and 2011 was it yeah so you you went on your first long run with her and it was only a month after that that you did your first ultra more, more than likely yeah i mean it, wow. i mean by by you saying it was only a month after i can't remember if it was like yeah we met i met up with her in february yeah march was my first ultra yeah so what was your what was your first ultra it was uh, a race called what is the name of it that's 11 years ago man <laughs> i i don't know if i can Sorry. remember back that far no um <laughs> It was actually I have some of my stuff pulled up right here, and you're right. I can't I can't remember that. Oh, or it was Oriflame. I remembered without seeing it. Oriflame. So it's down in San Diego, right? It's down in that area, but it's in the yeah. mountains. And it was it was 
like overcast. And as we started driving closer and closer, it got to be cloudy and raining. And then it turned to snow because we went up into the mountains. Kira was supposed to race it. And she said, oh, hell no, I'm not racing. We got there and I jumped out of the car. I was the last person to leave because I was still, it was my first ultra, putting my arm warmers on and my tights on and getting my shoes tied because we got there kind of late. The race took off. I didn't even know it was gone. And I ended up having to pass everybody. I'm not kidding. Everybody in the race. I had to pass on the side of the PCT tight single track trail. I'm like off in the weeds, passing people. I felt bad too. I'm like blowing around them and I'm like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. I ended up, I ended up finishing second. And, uh, that was the first one that it sucked me right in. It was the pain. It was the, the distance. It was the time out there. It was the fatigue. It was pushing through the fatigue. It just, it all hooked me. Yeah, that's, that is, uh, there's not too many people that I know that can jump right into to the ultra world. Is <laughs> that? Yeah, and that uh, year it was like, training and stuff. So that year, I, I remember when I first started, could you call it stalking, Kira? If you're looking on Facebook, yeah, you can call it stalking. Yeah, sure. I, I can remember seeing and looking up her results. And, and I said to myself, I'm like, man, she did 450Ks last year. I'm like, how does anybody run that many long distance races? Because to me, I, I had only done the longest I had run in a, was a marathon, but I, you know, one a year, I'd only done three marathons up to that point. So I did the first one and I just got hooked and I ended up doing uh, 850Ks, I think 850Ks that year. And I started in March and then the culmination of which was a 50 miler in November. So between March, between March and November, I did nine ultras. Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> make me feel like shit. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So my six miles that I ran the other day seems to be pretty good. <laughs> Don't worry. I ran three the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that kind of brings me. So I, I, I always kind of like to know this from, from the, the runner perspective. What was, what was your 2020 like as far as... Your, your your running regimen and even your races because you know obviously there's not there wasn't any races happening at all. well so yeah and, and do some stuff it affected me a little bit uh, meaning I didn't have a whole lot planned because it happened so early in the year but I had already done by the time March hit I had already done um, Kira puts on obviously Kira puts on races I can get in. I know the race director, right? So she puts on Ray Miller, Sean O'Brien, Leona Divide, and obviously I can jump in any of those at any time. I can decide race morning if I want to get in. Um, but I had done uh, her Sean O'Brien 50K. Uh, the following weekend I did the fifty, the same 50K again because it was she did two, two races. She split the races up. That's kind of confusing, but she had a two-race series. She split up her Sean O'Brien 50K and marathon, and then the following weekend she had the 50-miler and, oh, it was just, oh, 50-miler and the 100K. I did the 50, 50K again, just running with some friends. And then the very, very next weekend, I went and ran Black Canyon 100K. So I had quite a few races already under my belt. But my year last year, I was supposed to do what's called the Triple Crown. And it is, it is, um, uh, Candace Burt has a, uh, she calls it destination, tri just destination 
um, yeah, some running races. Yeah. And they're all 200 milers. So the previous year I had done her Bigfoot and, um, with ultra shoes being my sponsor and her and them sponsoring her races, I had the, um, unique opportunity to be able to get into all three races. But as we know, everything got shut down. Um, I was also signed up for Scout Mountain 100, and that one got shut down. So everything started getting shut down. So because of that, I didn't have a lot to train for. And as a whole, ultra running, if, if you're an ultra runner, it takes up a lot of your life. I don't know how these people do it that actually have, you know, a, a, an actual family with kids and all the commitments that people have because for me it's just I have to go to work obviously I work and you know I have a, I have a long drive I go down to San Diego almost every day I mean I go down to San Diego every day but most of my time most of my jobs are in San Diego in construction but kind of getting off topic here you know to to not have anything really to train for being that I I find it very hard to actually get the training that I need in, I'm sort of a crunch time type person. (laughs) If I have a hundred miler coming up, I I think I have time to train, but all of a sudden it gets to be like six weeks out, five weeks out. And I'm like, Oh man, I haven't done any long runs yet. I've done some, but you know, most of my training comes from actually doing races. So I'll do Kira's, all of Kira's events. They're 50 milers or 100K or 50K. You know, I'll do all hers and then I'll sign up for some others that are 50 milers. So I'll do like, sometimes I'll do a back-to-back weekend where it's a 50 miler and then a 50 miler. Kira's race is very close to uh, another race called Lake Sonoma. And they're always one weekend after each other. And I always do those two races. And so I get, I get 100 miles in in one week, but it's race pace. So... Because I didn't have a whole lot to train for last year, I ended up taking the opportunity to go and not train. Because I'm not training as much, I went and took the opportunity to go see my parents in Wisconsin. They're building a building a like kind of garage slash house, I guess you could say, apartment above it. And uh, they're they're older, but they they're not in bad shape, so they're able to do it. But I spent I got to spend a lot of time there this this summer helping them. Um, and then I don't know if we should get into it or not, but I ended up getting a urinary tract infection in August. So that's about, that's the time that, uh, the Bigfoot was supposed to, Bigfoot's supposed to go off on that time. So Bigfoot, Bigfoot's the first 200 miler. Then you have Tahoe, which is the second 200 miler a month later in September. And then you have Moab 240, which is in October. So that just took you out of, it took me out of Bigfoot. (laughs) Yeah. If it, if it was going to happen. So then, because I got that, it it actually took me a long time to recover from that. I'm just now starting to feel, with like within the last month or so, starting to feel normal. Um, it really shut me down. So, I guess it was a I guess it was like a a good year for COVID to happen because I, I was down anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that was last year. Uh, I Kira Kira was um, very um, I guess you could say smart in the fact that she was able to figure out a way to put on small events, was able to actually allow people to safely participate in a 50K, 30, maximum of 30 participants. They went off in waves. Um, so it was a safe way to do it. And I got to do a bunch of those too. So yeah. uh, the running you, still uh, happened. 
but it wasn't yeah. like r- just, big races. Just not as much as you would like. Yeah, not the big races that I love doing. Yeah. So now, are you are you squared away for the Triple Crown this year? No. So um, what happened this year is, although I'm still with Ultra, they are not sponsoring Candace's races this year in the capacity that they were last year. So I and it's very costly. Those races are very costly. Not just the entry fee, but to oh, yeah, everything. yeah, you have to take off on a third Wednesday to get there on a Thursday to go to the pre-race meeting because the race starts yeah. on Friday, and then you know you have to you have to hopefully count on the fact that you that I'm I'm just speaking for myself. There's a lot of people that take the full time, but sometimes it 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 it's, goes over four days, so you're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Some people take till Tuesday. I, uh, yeah, I had uh, some friends do the Moab 240. Oh, really? Past year, yeah. Um, Hector Rodriguez, who is down here in, in uh, San Diego, he did it. And then I had some friends of mine out in Colorado that uh, did it. They they weren't competitive whatsoever. They just wanted the ex- you know the experience of being able to do a two hundred miler. And love hearing those type of stories because those events are just next level crazy. Yeah. Right? They, oh yeah. Those two like those are kind of like the next evolution of I think of what ultra running is getting into right. Absolutely. Is, is yep. Yeah. It's a total so, different beast. So I mentioned uh, I mentioned a few of your top ten finishes uh, earlier. So I, I'd like to hear a little bit about the Western states because that you know that's out of all the ultra races that are out there, Western states is probably. Premier. Biggest well-known. It's like yeah. the premier race. So you've entered into Western States six times and gotten four top ten finishes. Yeah. Which is amazing to me. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Can I say something? Of, yeah, man. Go for it. <laughs> it's amazing to me, too. <laughs> I'm amazed every year that I came across the line and I was that I came across in the top ten, uh, as as were a lot of people. I know that there were some funny tweets that were going out sometimes with uh, I run far. Uh, I think maybe, maybe it was the third year or so that I finished, and they're like, and coming in, rounding out the top ten, you'll never guess... Yep, Jesse Haynes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride for Western States, and uh, it was it was kind of kind of an interesting. Western States is very interesting for me in the fact that when I first got into ultras, it was Western States was never my goal first race just because it's so hard to get into. And I was like, I don't want to be part of that whole, all that like waiting for the lottery to happen. And cause back when I started, yeah, it was still a lottery and it was hard to get into, but it wasn't as hard to get into as it is now. Like the, the, the amount of ultra runners that were participating in ultras back then were I don't know the numbers, but I know it, it started quickly growing from like 2008 and it has just been progressing yeah. to crazy numbers now. But it was never my uh, goal race as, a, as my first 100 miler. I was always trying to figure out which one was. I didn't really know which one was, uh, but I ended up running 100K and qualifying because they had that whole system where you, if you finished in the top two uh, of mm-hmm. of whatever there was a Waldo 100k is the one that I got in with but so I got in by placing third 
place, not second place, but the winner of the race was already in Western States from the year before. So yeah, I entered, I got into the race in, in 2013, finished in the top 10 for 2013. So automatic entry to 2014, 2014, I got top 10. And so I was in the race again for 2015, 2015, I ended up, uh, having really bad dehydration like half over halfway through it and I ended up like I I I was like walking I could not I could hardly move I felt like I was drunk so it was definitely a kidney related issue so I ended up dropping in 2015 so I thought my western states run was over and then I ended up running uh participating in Kira's race Sean O'Brien 100k which was a qualifying event and I got second there in 2000 uh, 16. So that puts you right back, that puts you, so puts I, you right back into it. Got right back in the mix. <laughs> I, I can't tell you whether or not Kira was happy about it or, or upset with the fact that I came across the, her finish line in, in second place. <laughs> she threw her arms up. She's like, what is going on? Now we have to go back. So yeah, we went back 2016. I ran it and placed top 10 again. 2017, I ran it top 10 again. 2018 was finally my 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 run came to an end. Uh, I I had some more troubles uh, when I crossed the river, which is at mile 70, 78, and I had really bad uh, stomach cramps and and I was dealing with a what I thought to be a hernia for the last two years. So I actually thought, yeah, I thought my intestines ruptured actually, and I sat at an aid station for like 45 minutes, and there was nobody coming, nobody coming, nobody coming down the trail. And this was what, mile 70-ish? Well, now, I, 70, 78 is where, yeah, so, 78 was where it started to hurt real bad. And, oh. I, and I ran to mile 80, 82-ish. Okay. Wow. It, so just, even just those four miles, I mean, that's just got to be pun, in, pun intended gut-wrenching, yeah. I guess. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ended up finishing, I think, twenty. Third overall and 20th male, something like that. But um, so obviously the top 10 run had, had come to a, had come to a close. Uh, but yeah, the, the Western States is just, it's got some sort of, you know, there's so many people there. There's so many crowds at all the aid stations and it's, they're the, the buzz is so crazy and it, there's so many people. Like, so was that, so was it like that um, when you got there in the first time? I mean, did you see how the, because I know how popular that race has gotten year after year. So that very first time that you were there and the last time that you were there in 2018, did you, was there a big difference in a lot of the, the crowds that were there or is it, or did it kind of no. grow every single year? Uh-uh. It seemed to me like it was always the same size crowd. You know, you'll. I, I can see it, you know, because nowadays they've got. I think they've got commentators on, on course. They've got, yeah, you know what? Right. Yeah. It has, I don't see that end of it ever. I see the trail. (laughs) I see the trail and the dudes and chicks that I'm, that I'm, that I'm trying to run with against or beat. (laughs) And, you know, I see, I see and hear the crowds, but I don't really see the whole aid station vibe. I know that there's a whole nother aspect to the race that, I've yeah. never really I've never, got to I've see. I've never been out there, but uh, from people that I know that have been out there and, uh, and spectated and watched, it, they said it's just a—it's become a, a very 
crazy scene as far as being at the aid stations and hanging out on course, watching people and stuff, which is awesome. I mean, that's, I, I wish more races would be like that and had the opportunity to be like that. Cause I think it's kind of a cool, cool aspect to me, especially in the small community of trail running that we've got here. So and that's, that's the nice thing about it is every person at that aid station usually knows almost every person or most of the people that are out on the course and everybody's willing to help everybody's yeah, yeah. it's 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 not it's like nothing that you'd ever seen before in a in a sporting event that that i've seen anyway and i've done duathlons i've done yeah. road races i've done 5ks i've done marathons i it's it's crazy it's like everybody wants everybody to succeed type of oh, attitude. No, and, that's, and that, again, I, I, I say this all the time is like, I think that's what makes the trail running, you know, sport, sport of trail running, the, some of the best community out there. I mean, everybody's willing to compete, but willing to also see everybody succeed as yeah. much as possible too, you know, and that's, that's what makes this sport. So, so f- much fun to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, event after event. So one of the other events that you had mentioned to me is the, uh, Tahoe rim trail. And I wanted to hear you, <laughs> you were talking about how you had a really great story for that. And, and I want to, want to hear some of these, uh, interesting. So, yeah. Um, so I did Tahoe rim. I had already signed up for it before, um, that I was, was that the year that I knew I was in Western States? No. I signed up for it because I didn't have a hundred miler. And then I qualified at Kira's race to get into States. So 2016. So I ended up running States and then three weeks later is Tahoe. And I remember distinctly remember telling one of my, I guess, competitors, but friend as I'm passing him at States at mile, whatever, 85 ish, uh, and running with him a little bit. Cause he's like, kind of having a hard time puking or whatever. And I told him, I said, I, I said, there's no way I'm doing top. They both, both of the guys that were running, one was a pacer. The other one was my, they're both my friends, but the other one was the racer. And they, mm-hmm. we started just chatting about how we'll see you in Tahoe, you know, have a good have, finish out, you know, have a good finish to your race. We'll see you in Tahoe. I was like, yeah, I said, I don't know if I'm going to Tahoe. I said, as much pain as I'm in right now, I don't think Tahoe's in the cards for me. So a week, a week went by, two weeks went by and I told Kira, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> so it was a week before the race. <laughs> I decided to, to still oh, participate shit. and I'm like, all right, let's go. So as, as this, as the story goes, I, it's a, it's a two loop course. So it's a 50 mile loop. And then you come back to the start finish line and you go out for your second loop. I remember at being at the, the last descent that comes in before you get to the finish line and mind you i had state's legs on me right and at mile 17 so let me back up i said i was coming off the last descent but let me just say that at mile 17 is when things started to be like ugh, i don't know if this is such a good idea my legs started to hurt my hips started to hurt my hip flexors started to hurt everything started to hurt and i'm mile 17 into this race it got to the point where um now I'm at that last descent and I was like, I can't take this pain anymore. I'm just in agony. So I popped a couple, uh, pain pills, right? I call them sports. I call them, uh, what's the, what's the bad drugs? Um, 
Like the PEDs? Yeah, stuff? PEDs, yeah. Okay. Performance enhancing, yeah. yeah. I, I think it should be considered performance enhancing because, damn, those things smooth stuff out. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I popped a couple of those and I told myself, if this pain doesn't cut, but doesn't stop by the time I get to the start-finish line, I said, I'm done. I don't. There's no reason to go through this much pain and yet another 50 miles of it. So I got to the finish, start-finish line, and Kira's there, obviously, to help. She's crewing. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I'm done. She's like, what do you mean you're done? You're in like fifth place. I said, I don't care how many people are in front of me. I said, I'm done. I said, I can't take this anymore. I said, I'm in pain. She's like, what hurts? And I started telling her everything that's hurt, that hurts. And I'm stretching as I'm telling her. And she's like, here, just eat this. I was like, what for? I said, I'm done. She's like, just eat it and we'll, we'll stretch it out. And so she starts feeding me food and drinking some water. And the guy that owns uh, or owned Ultra Sign Up, he was there. And he came over and he's like, wait, what's going on? I was like, yeah, I said, I'm done. He's like, why? Why are you done? He's like, you're doing great. I said, yeah, but you don't understand what's going on here. I said, I'm, I'm in pain. He's like, oh, he's like, you know what you need to do? You just need to go out. And he's like, in seven miles, there's this nice ice cold lake. He's like, just hike it there, get in the lake and lounge in the lake for a little while. And you never know, you might come around. I was like... I'll tell you what, I'll go to the next aid station. It's going to be a while. I'm going to be out there a while. I'm going to probably hike most of it. But Kira, pick me up at the next aid station, which is uh, 100K distance, so mile 62. And they're like, well, there's no ri- there's no way to pick pick you up there. You have to get to the aid station, and then, and then you have like a two-mile walk out. I was like, I don't care. Just pick me up there. So <laughs> I ended up walking away from the aid station, literally hiking out, pity partying myself. I mean, I was in pain. I wasn't like, it wasn't like death coming, right? So takes you back to the guy that started the Western States run. He's like, can I take one more step? Yeah, of course, I can take one more step. (laughs) Did I want to? Not really. I thought I was done, so I start hiking away. All of a sudden, about two miles later, I catch fourth place. He's hiking. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like, not good. And at that time, maybe it was the food. I don't know. Something started like... Maybe it was the pain pills finally kicked in. I don't know. But I started like, oh, I guess I could jog a little. So I started jogging, caught third place. I got to the lake. I'm like, I'm not even jumping in that lake because I saw second place ahead of me. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Let me back up. I, I I passed fourth place. I'm now in third at the lake before I get to this aid station. I get to the next aid station. And I leave the aid station, but I, I saw I saw uh, second place going in. Th- I saw third place going in. That's where I saw third place. This is so confusing because I'm trying to think back. All I know is I got to the next aid station, and I and I and I think I'm in second place. I leave the aid station and I start running toward the next one, which is the next one is where I told Kira to pick me up. And it's kind of like switchbacks, and everybody, it's 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 a uh, at that portion there for some. Oh, it's an out and back at that portion. It's the one section of the course where you see people coming back at you, and people are coming at me, and they're like cheering. They're like, "Oh man, nice job! Wow!" I'm like, "Hey, thanks," you know, right? And they're and they're like coming at me, and it's like every person was so encouraging that it like took my mind off the pain, and it was like everybody's yeah. clapping and cheering and like. It's like lifting my spirits and and I get to the next aid station all pumped up and I'm like, hey, how far ahead is first place? They're like, what are you talking about? 
there's nobody ahead of you. I'm like, yes, there is. There's one guy ahead of me. They're like, no, there isn't. And I'm like, so I left there. I'm like, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. There's one guy ahead of me. I only passed a couple people, right? (laughs) So I'm trying to catch first place still in the next little loop. And yeah, I got to the, I got like to mile 80 and I see Kira again and she didn't even know that I was coming in that fast. And I was like, so how far ahead is that guy? She's like, what guy? I was like, first place. She's like, you are in first place. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So yeah, I went from dropping (laughs) to being in first place and winning Tahoe, Tahoe Rim Trail. It was crazy. It's like, I can't believe the, the whole flip, the whole, the whole like switch and momentum and mindset and how the, how the brain works. I, I couldn't believe it. I was still in pain, mind you. Right, I was still in pain, but it was something. There was something about the fact that I'm in first place and I could possibly win my first hundred miler that yeah. that was pushing me, and the pain was no longer a part a, a portion of it. Well, it just kind of goes to show like what you can actually do when you really put your mind to it. Like, yeah, to be almost out of the race and then to see that fourth place, third place, you know, and what you thought was second place guy. Uh, it's amazing that you could just you know, flip the switch and, and be okay. Like, Hey, I'm, I can, I can do this. It's, it hurts, but I can go. Yeah. It was so, crazy. Kind of just never, never give up on that, on that circumstance. <laughs> um, what is, uh, what's one race that you haven't had a chance to do that, that is like in your, on your top, top of the list. Um, so there's a 200 miler in Italy. Um, it's, it's called, uh, Shoot, it's escaping me right Oh, the uh, Tour de Giants. It has uh, the number, the amount of climbing that it has is insane. Like something like 75,000 feet of climbing in 200 miles. Um, Jesus. But because I've done a race over there, I've, I've done uh, the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc. And because the, the scenery over there is so amazing, I just. That's that's the one race that I still want to do. I I, I the two hundred mile distance always scared me, just because mm-hmm. hundred is kind of extreme. But now that I've actually knocked out a two hundred miler, um, and I kind of have some insight on how to attack it, I just I want to go do that that one over there, just mainly because uh, you might know him, Nicodemus Holland. Yeah, De- Del yeah. Del Rosa. Now he goes yeah. by, but he's done it. He I think he was third or second. I think he might have been second over there, but to hear him talk about it and how crazy it is and, you know, how extreme it is, uh, just has an austere to me that makes me want to do it. Let's uh, put you in the driver's seat here for just a second. If somebody was to, you know, they're, Hey, they're, they're getting into ultra and they know that they've, they want to sign up for an event, you know, a month or two away or whatever it is, six months down the road. What was, what's some advice that you would give uh, a new ultra runner? Uh, first thing is you could, uh, join Kira's divas and dudes team because <laughs> she has a whole training plan that she puts them through to accomplish their goals. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, so, uh, the main thing I would say is don't start too fast. Don't increase your mileage in increments that are what an ultra runner would think is like normal or, you know, as short run, like for me, a short run is somewhere around 12 miles, 
12, 15 starting to get up into the distance that, you know, it's a good training run. Obviously 20 to 24 is, but the main thing I would say is cause you want to avoid injury. All ultra runners are injured at some point they got some yeah. injury going yeah, that's, on. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I know one that's not injured. <laughs> So take it slow when you start bringing your mileage in. That's number one. Number two, you have to figure out what works for you for food. So food and drinks. You definitely want to make sure that you're stocking yourself with water, enough water to accomplish accomplish a run of any distance because people tend to think that, oh, I can get by with whatever, a couple ounces, or I can do this five-mile run with no water, which you can. But once you start getting into the distances, you need to make sure that you're taking enough water with you because dehydration is like the worst the worst thing you can do. So make sure you're figuring out what kind of water you need. Talked about starting easy. Um, and then are we, are we getting also into the race portion of it or is this just them working their way up into the ultra ultra stuff? No, man, whatever, whatever you got, go okay. for it. If it's race, it's race. So um, I think the biggest thing I've seen for people that haven't done ultras before is, you know, most people come from a background where they actually have done some sort of running and normally it's like road running or marathons and they're switching to trails and they find out that they love the trails. Mm. Uh, you need to throw away the, the watch or the pace, get, oh, yeah. get, get rid of that thing. Number one, yep. because I'll tell you, as soon as you step foot on the trail, your minutes per mile are going to go from, if you're a seven minute per miler on the road, you're going to be like nine just count on being two minutes oh, per yeah. mile slower <laughs> yep. and don't worry about it because the best thing about the ultra <laughs> is it's so long in distance that you can make up all that time that you think that you lost because you're not going fast. Because that's the other thing is people go into a race and they're like, Oh, it's a race. Ready, set, go. The gun goes off and you get out there and you're like running and you're like thinking you're not running super hard, but guess what? You are. And people die. They like, you know, you'll get to mile. Let's just call it if you're doing your first 50K. Even me as, I'll just call it a seasoned ultra runner. Even me, I get to into a 50K and I have this, this section. It's usually somewhere between 18 and 22, somewhere in there. I have like two or three miles where I'm like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. And a lot of times it's because I went out harder than I should have, even though I know that I'm not supposed to. But that's the yeah. biggest thing. When you enter a yeah. race, it's don't think of it as a race. Think of it yeah, as don't you don't you don't need to beat the person in the first two miles. That's right. for sure. Exactly. <laughs> I got a funny story about so just keep it steady. <laughs> yeah. At Western States, the first thing you do is climb. And it's a four mile climb. And Ian Sharman, that's finished Western States like ten times in a row, top ten. He mm -hmm. I met him on the way down. And he's going up and we're talking about a couple of the fast people that might get to the top. And he's like, he says, I hope they get 40 minutes to the top. I wish they do because he knows they're just going to be destroyed because they just pushed way too hard. Mm -hmm. But that's the big, probably the, the biggest thing is don't start out too hard. You have, if you're doing a 50K, you got five, six, seven, whatever it takes you. I don't know what your pace is, but whatever your pace is, you got so many hours to make up on the back end of it. If you can run the same speed that you ran when you started, which if you're doing an eight minute mile, you're probably winning the race. Okay. In a 50 K. 
but go out on the road. Somebody that's a road runner can run eight minute mile, no problem, probably nine minute mile. But you can make up so much time on the back end of the race uh, by keeping the same pace as when you started. It's crazy. Last question I got for you, um, and I love asking this to everybody, is what's next for uh, Jesse Haynes? Um, well, you kind of got one of them for me already. That the it's pr- it's definitely not going to happen this year. This year is still up in the air. I know I know I'm doing Scout Mountain this year, Scout Mountain 100 miler. Uh, I've done it before. I had a tough time at it. I want to go back and probably I want to try to go for a course record there. That's one of them. Uh, I haven't really planned out my middle part of the year because I was hoping I was going to be able to do uh, Candace's three races. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, there's there's a couple options. There's another 200 miler that uh, is put on in Arizona uh, by uh, Aravapai Running. It's a brand new 200 miler. I might do that one, uh, but I haven't committed to it yet. And of course, obviously, I've got all the little races that Kira little i mean sorry to say it but like i said before if it's if it's not really 100 miles then i'm not like thinking it's something that i have to really prepare for but i start getting to the 100 <laughs> milers and i'm like i have to have to buckle down so i don't really have big plans but uh toward the end of the year i i think i want to do have a lean 100 this year because i have never really done like a flat mm-hmm. flatter fast course I don't know. I've done plenty of mountain hundreds, uh, and I've done well at those. Uh, and I'd like to just see what I could do there, see what kind of time I could put down a, at a, a faster flat course. Nice man. Well, you, you know, if you ever really need a, a good training run, I know a guy that puts on some really good uh, half marathon distances here in, in San Diego County. It's very. You're close. always welcome to come down. Right you're always on. welcome to come down here and, and do those as your training runs, man. You know, <laughs> there's some fast guys down there too, so I should come down there and mix it up with them. I work with one of them actually, the guy that's down there that's super fast, Fernando Blanco, and at a half marathon distance, it's it'd be a good good run good race i know he beat me but uh yeah i'd love to come down i'll have to check out your your series uh dates let's put it yeah let's put it as your date to make sure that they don't yeah, conflict with curious yeah we uh we got you know just like everybody else we got kind of kicked in the dick this year with yeah with events and we we tried to push to push everything from fall of 2020 into you know uh this first quarter of 2021 and Still got hit with the virtual, you know, bug uh, with everything. But uh, we start our races back up. Hopefully, by you know, by the time that October rolls around, we'll have a full schedule and ready to ready to go at it again. So I know everybody's just kind of itching just to get get some running back in well, these races. You know, there we go. And Akira doesn't have a lot of events toward the end of the year, so I'm going to have to get in yeah, my speed see? training somehow. See, it's, it's serendipitous, man. We're yeah, just gonna, we're going to make it happen. You and we'll get you and Kira down here. We'll run a little bit, a train a little training runs for you. <laughs> Do well, some. Jesse, thanks a lot, man. It's, I tell you what, it is good catching up with you for sure. I, I, it's been yeah. way too long. And, we need to and, see you face to face again. Oh, we do. Definitely. Um, 
Next time I, I have a Halloween party, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, and you can come to that one. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, um, let's not we'll, talk about that we'll keep, Halloween we'll, party. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep that conversation on the back end. We won't we won't. Uh, nobody needs to hear about those conversations. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're we're close enough uh, as it is. It's San Clemente area and Carlsbad. We we need to get together. So yeah, let's do but, it. Uh, yeah, man. Well, thanks a lot again. I really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. I really appreciate right. you picking me out. that'll do it for today's episode of the trail life podcast a special shout out to jesse haynes for joining me on today's episode of the trail life we hope you guys enjoyed his story and his experiences and uh look forward to seeing you guys out on the trails real soon thanks everyone Mm -hmm.